Welcome to our podcast, Doing It Right. This podcast reveals authentic stories from successful leaders doing it right. It's about their journey to become a leader, their choices, motivations, and lessons. In essence, how they built successful personal brands. Your host is Valerie Sokolowski, author of eight leadership books and nationally known as an authority on executive presence and personal branding. Let's get started. Here's Valerie. Well, hi again and welcome to the show. And I'm so grateful to say thank you to all of you because you made this show one of Apple's top 25 business podcasts in the country. So thank you for listening and stay tuned. We have a really incredible show today. You know, um, you've heard of Witch Witch, I'm sure, the sandwiches that are all over the country. About 500, I think, uh, internationally, actually. And the man I have with me today is, from my opinion, and it's right, one of the most ingenious entrepreneurs I have ever met with ideas coming out of the gazoo, which you're gonna see all with our table full of stuff in just a moment. Um, you know, you can go in, here's what I like, you can go into a Witch Witch store and you can get a sandwich in a matter of minutes, just made to your order, right into your mouth. And all you have to do is fill out a little paper sack. I think that's pretty cool, don't you? So welcome, Jeff Sinelli. Hey, th- thanks for having me. That was uh, quite an introduction. <laughs> well, you better live up to it. Well, we'll try, but okay. uh, yeah, it's just, uh, I was, I've been looking forward to this. I know we've been trying to get together to uh, talk about what we're gonna talk about. And what are we going to talk about? Jeff asked me ahead of time, you know, what do you want out of this show? And I said, I don't want anything out of this show except you just being who you are. And I want to start with just that. This is an incredible company you've built. First of all, how did you even get into the business and then into what you're doing now? Well, first, the name of your show, Doing It Right, I just, uh, I applaud you. It's like, that is what... um, you know, there, there's integrity in it. You just want to do the right thing. And it's, um, we'll talk about some of what my philosophies that I've learned in almost five decades on earth. But it, I started back with a lemonade stand. You know, it's like my father was an entrepreneur. He was also an attorney. He had multiple businesses. And um, at the age of 11, I um, had the opportunity at a local farmer's market. I grew up in Michigan. And it was a perfect summer summer going on. And I said to my mom, can I rent a stall to start a lemonade stand? with all the farmers and she looked at me and um, I needed $10 because that's how much a stall cost. So my mom became my banker and uh, it took me a week. I branded everything and uh, I set up to do a lemonade stand. But as life happens, um, I thought, first of all, I thought my idea was I was going to change the lemonade game because not only I branded my whole thing, by the way, yellow is a very important color to me. And uh, you know, I had my markers and yellow cups and I thought I was gonna, uh, really have a unique product because I hated weak lemonade. Hmm. So I took all my mom's Tupperware and I froze the lemonade the night before because hmm. I didn't want to buy ice. I was just going to, you know, give a, a chunk of frozen lemonade and um, the lemonade that's been already thawed and you'd have pure integrity doing it right, so to speak. I love it. But what happened is I woke up in the morning and whew, there was like this frost that showed up a cold front came in the middle of summer and I could hear my mom saying, Jeffrey, she calls me Jeffrey. Um, maybe we can do this next week. And I'm like, maybe they're not going to give me my $10 back that I owe you. And I had all these thoughts going through my mind, 
but you know, like Little Orphan Annie, the show must go on. And uh, I went downstairs and I opened the freezer and all the lemonade expanded and it exploded. Oh. Because when you freeze things, you know, yeah. that's what happens in you know, physics. So I had this big gooey mess. My mom's like trying to get me to stay home, but I turn on her Mr. Coffee Maker because she needed two cups of coffee before she would even move. And I, I never drank coffee and that we'll get into that, but it's, um, and, she, and I loaded up the car and I said, we gotta go. Mm. And we raced over there and she drops me off at a farmer's market. I set up my booth and I realized I forgot my coat. And I'm staying there just shivering. And this is a true story. My mom left me there. She went back to get a coat. No mom nowadays uh, would leave their 11-year-old son at a farmer's, farmer's market. market. But she did. And, you know, back then it was a little different era. Um, but I stood there as an 11-year-old kid shaking. It didn't get any any warmer. I had my lemonade and people were coming in and rolling their eyes and saying, this kid's crazy. <laughs> he should be selling hot chocolate or coffee. And, and uh, I stood there, you know, it was like a five hour farmer's market, but an hour into the game, the farmer next to me said, Jeff, he said, take your, uh, your art supplies and make yourself a little tip jar. And I did, I put a tip jar in front of me and here's what happened. I started getting tips all, I didn't sell any lemonade. Never mind the lemonade. Nobody bought any lemonade and they're like laughing at me. And, but, but here's what happened. They, they, dropped or donated or gave um, you know a little bit of money at the end of the farmers market I pulled a Kenny Rogers because you never count your money while you're standing at the lemonade table uh-huh. and um, I had over a hundred dollars I oh broke off goodness. I broke off ten to pay my mom uh-huh. and then the rest of it I um, uh, you know I had over a hundred dollars and I was at all my lemonade left my cost of goods was zero my profitability was like you know exponential but here's what I learned and this is what I know now that I didn't know then mm-hmm. that if you want something bad enough, and I wanted to be in business, I think my natural DNA because of my father and everything leads that way, but um, the world kind of gave me a gift. It rewarded mm-hmm. me for not going home, mm-hmm. for showing up, for braving the cold, for having you know a start. And um, you know people will support you if you don't give up. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just, I thought that was like, it's one of the things that still shapes me that it's, and, and here's like the tie end to all this. It's not what you sell, it's what you stand for. I love it, yeah. It's not what you sell, it's what you stand for. And mm-hmm. I stood there at 11 years old. Mm-hmm. And that, that I, I'll never forget that, I'll never forget the cold, I'll never forget the, you know, the explosion of, you know, it just, it, it's something that's really branded in me. And I think it's a real thing that really leans into your show, doing mm-hmm. it right. Yeah. I don't know if I did it right. I just did it. You and, just uh, did it. And it really set the groundworks for you know how I believe in life and business and everything. What a great story to start this off. It was a long, but it's, uh, yeah, that was, uh, that's my opening. Well, that's a great opening. <laughs> well, you asked how I started. So yeah, I had to take yeah, you back that, into a little childhood and we'll, we'll see what the... Isn't that true, though, Jeff? Sometimes entrepreneurs have some kind of a, a story that... A, a, a happening in their childhood that kind of just puts that little anchor to me and I are one right an entrepreneur too do you know it's, how you're an just, entrepreneur no how you're a real entrepreneur if you don't know how to spell the word well that makes me an entrepreneur <laughs> then and by the way I want you to notice the colors for those of you who haven't been in a witch witch you'll see black and red and everyone that is in his company not red black and yellow and everyone in his company wears something that's black and yellow it's amazing they find all kinds of things tennis shoes and whatever so i found at this fabulous boutique that i go to so often betty Ryder's uh boutique in the plaza at preston center this do you like it I do. I, I may have to get my wife Courtney one. It's I beautiful. I think you're going to have to get yeah, one because yeah. it's just awesome. But anyway, 
stories back in the background of your childhood sometimes really do anchor you and and anchor you in your values but let's fast forward because i want you to talk about um, coming up with the concept of a little sandwich store and how it has just exploded all over the world and what's different about it how did you come up with having something just a little unique well you, you have to always believe in what you do and I love sandwiches so you start there is that why you started there you it, love sandwiches it is it is I um you know I uh, had another company it was called Genghis Grill it was a Mongolian barbecue and we did uh we did very well there and uh but we sold it and I needed something to do and um you know I I, I was look I knew I was going to be in the restaurant space but what do I do next do I do hamburgers do I do dessert coffee um I didn't drink coffee back then you know, it's like, but I kept coming back to sandwiches. And we had, uh, you know, during my Genghis Grill days, we, we reserved the name Witch Witch and witchwitch.com. Oh, you did there. Yeah, yeah, we, okay. You always have to have an arsenal of intellectual property because uh -huh. you never know when you need to use it or pull it out or That's true. you may meet somebody. But but we had the name Witch Witch. And, um, and uh, I was dating this girl at the time. Her name's Courtney. And um, I asked her, I said, uh, I'm thinking about doing sandwiches, but I'm really from Detroit and I love Coney Islands. And that's a hot dog with chili, mustard, and oh, you know, sure. little onions, real Detroit institutional type thing. And uh, I was leaning towards doing this thing called Coneyville with hot dogs. But then Courtney says, uh, you might wanna do sandwiches. I don't think people eat as many hot dogs. I really, really should give credit to Courtney in that conversation because now. I may be sitting with a couple Coney Islands versus hundreds of which which sandwich restaurants. So you always like be, be, there's always a, a great woman behind a, you know an entrepreneur. So that's nice. And two great daughters now from Courtney. Yeah, we, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. that's uh, okay. So she gave you the idea, and then how did you craft it to be what it is? Well, you just um, the the way I develop stuff. I kind of get real. I isolate myself. Do you? Yeah, and I, I do one of the things that a lot of people don't do. I really think and I go deep because... How do you do that? Like, where do you have to go away somewhere? You focus and you start focusing on, you know, what, what colors it's going to be, the psychology of uh, how it's going to be unique, how it's going to be different. It's no different than like a, a pro athlete trying to run a play. You want to you want to understand it and do it different because... There's competitors and there's defenders out sure. there, and how are you, I always like to be a little bit unique and different. And when we were developing Witch Witch, I had a great creative director. He's still a friend, Paul Kellerhalls, and we were on the phone every day. He was out in California, and we were just like, you know, sending pictures back and forth. Like, what about this? What about this? Then all of a sudden, it's like you're in the production studio, and an idea pops up. What if we did this? And one of the ideas popped up during Witch Witch is we had a picture, and it was my mom. Um, she used to write the names of um, our lunches on sandwich bags and my brother Todd and I would open the refrigerator in the morning and I would have my name on my sandwich bag and it would say turkey sandwich, apple, you know, $5. She'd give me a little money so I could buy milk at school and, um, and my name was on it. So that idea really sparked what could we do if we turned an ordering system with our bags? But, uh, but it also, you know, it's like she also made a lunch for my brother and you know, sometimes I cross out his $5 and, you know, re, uh, reappropriate it. But uh, isn't that a great story? Again, it goes back to your childhood. And I, that's I think everything, ingenious. you know, there's clues in your journey mm -hmm. and you're going to you're going to come across stuff. And how does how do you play it forward? You know, I didn't I never thought that my mom writing a description of my lunch on the sandwich bag mm -hmm. would end up being a you know global concept. God, that's just incredible. So, all right. Now it's been very successful and you've added 
I can see on this table a lot of things. So what's the most exciting thing right now that you're adding to Witch Witch? I don't know. You're, you're always in, uh, in a state of constantly improving, and that's how I approach it. You know, you try a lot of things. And, like, there was a company called Beyond Meat, and it's all the rage right now, you know, plant-based and alternative proteins. We were early with that. We were five years early, and nobody understood it. So, And now it's like it's on everyone's menu from hamburger chains. But I think one of the things we're really excited about is something we found 10 years into the brand. It's called we were, we were looking for really a way to give back okay mm. and we've always gave you know through our hundreds of stores uh, our local franchisees do a great job of you know networking and you know doing local donations within the community but it's just like how do we pull this all together mm -hmm. and you know we weren't really big fans of the big stuff like the american cancer and mm -hmm. you know all the heart associations because i don't know if our company can really make a difference in that because that's a whole nother level of business but courtney and i were like deep in thought like how can we really make a difference and have it be meaningful. And this is a true story, and I don't know if you know who Kip Tyndall is with the yes. Container Store, yes. you know, here in Dallas. We were out in San Francisco at the Conscious Capital Summit, and we were just there, you know, looking to learn from other companies. And during the break, there was Kip sitting in front of us. And I said, Courtney, I wanna meet him. And uh, he was like a rock star. His book was coming out, the company was about ready to go public. He treats his employees with so much Beautiful. respect. They're known for their employees. But I wanted to meet him. So at, at the intermission, there was like a receiving line of about 50 people wanting to meet Kip Tyndall, the rock star. And I'm like, I waited in line and Courtney and I, you know, went there. And as soon as we got up to Kip, I gave him my business card and we shook hands and he, he saw the logo on my shirt, which, which, and he goes, I love which, which. And I'm like, we love the container store. We, you know, there's other people behind us. So we felt that pressure, but we, um, we, uh, he asked me, he saw my business card, my which, which card. And he said, Jeff, it says on here, you want to make the world a better place. Mm -hmm. And I said, I do. Mm -hmm. And then he said, how are you making the world a better place? And right then and there, you have few times in your life when you like the room starts spinning and time stands still. Mm. He called me on a value, a mission, a vision for our company to make the world a better place through sandwiches. Jeff, how are you going to make the world a better place? And I had about a couple split seconds to, to answer him. I could have gave him the normal answer that, you know, we donate at our local stores and our franchisees do an amazing job. But I said this, and this is where maybe your childhood, everything comes into play. I said, Kip, when we get back to Dallas, and I looked at Courtney, we're going to get, we're in the sandwich business and we're going to make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and we're going to get trucks and we're going to put them in the stores. We're going to sell sandwiches, but we're going to give out sandwiches to the whole world and we're going to make a difference. So we're going to make the world a better place through peanut butter and jelly, a real simple sandwich. And maybe we'll use some of your containers, but you know, that's how we're going to do it. You and said that to him right there on the spot. And it was never thought of maybe subconsciously. I thought about it. So as we're, as we shook hands and he gave me the high five and he says, let me know if I can help. I start walking back with Courtney and I, and I said, Courtney, what did I just say? And she said, you just made Kip a promise. You made me a promise, your company a promise, your customers a com promise, the world a promise that you're going to live the values and you are going to make the world a better place through peanut butter and jelly. So sure enough, just like that lemonade stand, I went into branding mode and we started to you know, brand peanut butter and jelly. And within a week or two, I presented it to our team. But before I presented, I went downstairs in our test kitchen. I made three sandwiches. And our, our, our test kitchen is in Main Street, USA, in Dallas. I walked out the door. I'm carrying three sandwiches, and there was a, a couple at the bus stop. And this couple, you could just tell they were in need. Mm. You know, they were, you know, they're, 
they were soiled and they were just, uh, they, they were down and um, you, you knew it, they knew it. But there was like this, I call it the yellow magnet. They were coming towards me, I was coming towards them. I was carrying these three test sandwiches and they're like, anything you need to help? I'm like, I look at the sandwiches, I'm like, yeah. The first three sandwiches I made went right to this couple. I couldn't even, I couldn't even show my team. That's how, when you're, when you want something bad enough, and Courtney and I were searching for this. Look, it works. Mm. I, I didn't, these sandwiches were, you know, the, so fresh that I was able to give them and make the world a better place and keep my promise to Kip. It was just, and we branded it as Project PB and J. I presented it to the team, and here's what happens. You find out things about your company that you don't know. There were people in various stores, team members that would come to us and say, you know what, during a tough time in my life, I had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And for that reason, I really love Witch Witch. I love being a part of what you're doing. But it just, it just becomes real. And you know, I'm, I'm real happy about the project. And it's just, I think we're just getting started. We've had it for over four years now. We've given out millions of sandwiches. And it's just a, a simple peanut butter and jelly can really change somebody's day. And it brings me no greater pleasure sometimes when I'm in a city and sometimes I'm speaking or, you know, our stores are there and I, I see garbage, mm. but good garbage, like a wrapper from Project Peanut Butter and Jelly sitting on the ground. Mm. I call that good garbage yes, because garbage. I know that that sandwich went to use mm. and we really have the opportunity from, from spreading it to getting it in someone's stomach. And that's what we were looking for. And it's... um. It's a really cool project and uh, we look forward to do more and we encourage other people to, to help us. Other restaurant companies have come to us and you know, I always say when you make a peanut butter and jelly, make two, one for you and one to give away. What a neat story that is, my goodness. How did you come up with um, this? Let me, let me back up. This is what I think uh, Jeff is so special about you. Everything that I've learned in reading articles, in talking with you, in getting my sandwiches at Witch Witch, and seeing the different things you come up with, everything about you is really unique. And that's a gift in itself. I don't know if you know that, but you are so different. <laughs> Did you know that? Well, here, here's something a lot of people don't know. <laughs> okay, I was, what? I was really small when I was a kid. You were. And How I, tall are you now? I, I, I'm six foot five. Yeah. You know, and um, and have, let me see your hand. It's it's. it's oh boy, look at this. Like, yeah, yeah. So it's. <laughs> but I, I was really when I was when I was young in junior high and part of high school. I was small, and I was bullied. I was teamed up on. Really. You know, guys would jump me, three, four of them. You know, and I'd be in a fetal position. They'd be beating the out of me they would be tying my shoes to the bus i mean it was like a spit on and it's like you know you just take it and um but here's what i did my mom took me to church you know it's like and the pastor always said bow your head and pray i didn't know what to pray for you know what i prayed for no i prayed to be big and then I'll, I think it worked. Oh my gosh. You, you know, it's like, you know, it's like, dear Lord, um, uh, can I be big? You know, so maybe I can beat these kids up. Not that I want, I don't even remember what it was, but it's like, I remember saying I wanted to be big. And That's I, amazing. you know, I, and you know, I'm bigger than most people, I guess, at six <laughs> foot are. five. And, you know, it served me well. And, um, but uh, yeah, but it all goes to be careful what you ask for. You know, mm -hmm. Courtney and I asked for a deeper meaning with Witch Witch through Project PB&J. Mm -hmm. You know, we asked to be big and that's happened. So I'm very careful what I ask for because mm -hmm. um, you have to be, because you, you'll get it if you really want it. Just like that lemonade stand. You know, I think I wanted to be an entrepreneur way back then. And I asked for it and I didn't sell any lemonade and had success that day. 
That's just amazing. Yeah. And you're really talking about your values, and clearly they came from your family and your faith. What is, Jeff, uh, one thing that, um, that you're the proudest of, of all the things you've done so far? And then I wanted to ask you about coffee, because I see that over here. Yeah, I don't, this, this, is a, this is a tough question. It's like asking me, what's my favorite food? Mm. You know, it's like, you know, I have two daughters. Which one's my favorite? You know, it's like, it's Lots hard different. always picking that. You know, it's like, I just, I love what I do. Um, I love being around people that are positive and forward going and um, are a little bit unique because if you do the same thing, it, um, look, I believe in consistency, routine and, and uh, planning, but, you know, I also believe in a different path because if you journey on that different path, you open yourself up to adventure and curiosity and different stuff, and you're gonna see things. And I think that's, you're gonna get learnings and you have the ability to shape things that your business is. But if you just live in the same city and never go outside of your bubble, mm -hmm. I think you're gonna be somewhat limited. And you know, the, the earth is limited. We just got this you know round sphere, it's only so big. And it, it kind of leans into our next business called Supernova. It's what like, is that? Well, supernova by definition is a galactic explosion of energy. You know, it's a star that explodes and, you know, they're talking about these stars that are like 8 billion light years away. Yeah, amazing. So, you know, we're, we're just two people sitting in a room right now. But can you comprehend 8 billion light years away that we're actually talking about and like, you know. You can see it? You, well, apparently we can see it through microscopes and, you know, it's like, and then the speed of light. I mean, this is like, I don't know if we can even comprehend why we're here. And that's in a whole nother, you know, hours of uh, pod and video casting. But, but uh, you asked me what I'm most proud of. Um, I'm not going to answer that because that requires a little bit of thought. And I want to be real thoughtful. Oh, well, I'll have um, to have you back. I'm just happy to be here with you. And like, look, I call, I call it follow the invite. You invited me to be on your show. And had I not been on your show, um, you wouldn't have bought the sweater. You know, we wouldn't have had a conversation. It's like, um, it's just, I'm real thankful that I get the ability to play all day. Mm. And for me, I've never worked a day in my life because I get to hang around people I enjoy and do what I want to do, where I want to do it, when I want to do it. And that's a choice. You mm -hmm. can choose what you want to do. And a lot of people don't even make their choices, okay? Yeah. If you don't like your scenario, change it. And that's as simple as, that's a, a I think that's what, too. recognizing that is is one thing that I'm real conscious of right now. It's a choice to be positive, but it's also a choice to be negative. And I choose to be positive. And look, you're, you're a real positive force. You're doing things. You're you're teaching people how to do it right and more. And I, I want to surround myself with like-minded people. Thank you. You know what? That just means so much to me, and I'll tell you why. Because people have asked me, well, how do you get your guests? And it's very easy. The guests that I go to uh, pick up the phone and call or email, first of all, I've done my homework, and it's either someone that I know or I know of, and I know they are real. They're a you. They're a person who just stays authentic no matter how successful they are, and they have a story. So that's basically the show, right? What's interesting is that sometimes, sometimes, someone will say, oh, you need to have such and such, so-and-so on the show. And I will say, tell me what you know about that person. And they'll say, well, they're hard to reach. They don't always accept things. 
And before I, they say anything else, I'm like, that's not even the person I want on the show. So all of that to say, I have found from experience that I'm not afraid of asking a you. And Jeff, I mean, you're a big deal. You're now the one that people are behind the stage and moving up to want to talk to. But I'm not afraid of that because if you're real, you will reach out to, to other people, you know, and that's you know, special. You're in the, the realness you can feel. Yeah. You know, one of my titles that I go by, I don't like CEO or president, I go by Chief Vibe Officer. Chief Vibe Officer, that's yeah. great. The, the energy that you emit, I can feel. And if it's positive and forward, you can feel that in a person. Mm. In, in culinary, there's a theory that when a chef is happy, the food tastes better. When, I bet that's right. When the kitchen is angry, it's <laughs> yeah. filled with errors, and the food just doesn't taste as good. I think there's an energy here, and you're calling it real. And if you're looking for real energy, um, you'll you'll attract that. And mm -hmm. the other stuff, you'll have an allergic affinity to, and you, it won't even be in your stratosphere. So thank you for that encouragement. I appreciate that. So back to Nova because I want to know it's coffee, isn't it? Well, yeah, so... Um, I mean, you are go coffee. You're going up to uh, against some big players here. Tell well, us about it. Well, we started Witch Witch. We were going against Subway and That's Quiznos. That's true. And, um, but part of what I like to do is compete. Mm -hmm. And I want to be on a platform in our next arena that we're going into. By the way, competing. I just, uh, if you don't mind, I... Yeah. Uh, you know, in 1991, I won a world championship playing professional lacrosse. And I... I didn't know that. Yeah, There's and, nothing in the news about that. Yeah, so Congratulations. Um, yeah, we were world champions and um, with the Detroit Turbos. And I kind of retired from playing lacrosse. But, you know, when you love something, you uh, you kind of want to go back to it. You know, if, if it's good and it's positive. I had a real great experience playing lacrosse, met a lot of people. And I was sitting in California and I was just, you know, searching. And I don't really have many hobbies because I love the work and I just like to be in, in flow and motion. But I've always loved lacrosse, okay? And uh, there was this thing that I found on the internet, the Dallas Box Lacrosse League. And it was in Dallas and the league was just starting. So at like 12 o'clock midnight, I'm, you know, just, you know, there's a time change in California. It was really 10 o'clock or no, wait, what, no, it was like two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, 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 in Dallas time. And so it was late and I, I send a little application in and, you know, I, uh, I'm gonna play in the Dallas Box Lacrosse League. And I'm like, I was a little worried because like I'm old now, you know, I'm like 50 years old and I was worried that, you know, I was gonna be too old and they're like, hey, sorry, you know, there's an age limit. But the next thing you know, I got an email back and you know, games start in two weeks. And so I'm now on a team. I was on the Dallas Oilers. There's this great league in Dallas that uh, these uh, two guys run, Travis and Nick, and it, they run it almost like a professional league. And I felt like I was back in the pros again. It was so amazing. Yes. We actually won another championship. We were undefeated. Um, and I felt like I was a kid again, and the team just accepted me. And I don't know, I'm just I'm pumped up around it. And I think you know Travis and Nick, how they ran the league, they're just a couple entrepreneurs are gonna be highly successful. And um, they're part of Supernova now. Okay. And um, but, but Supernova, we, we talked about it being an explosion and I wanna compete. I wanna compete in coffee because I, have, I, didn't, I never had a cup of coffee. I mentioned my mom needed two cups of Maxwell House to get started. I didn't have a cup of coffee till I was 45 and I was traveling international and my buddy says, you look tired, go have a cup of coffee. I said, ooh, no. He goes, well, shoot a shot of espresso. I take a shot of espresso and I'm like, kick it back as fast as I could because I knew it was gonna <laughs> taste terrible. Within a couple minutes, Valerie, 
the clouds cleared, you know, the angels were singing. <laughs> I, I, I was on drugs, you know, the caffeine of coffee. I was like, this you is never- amazing. Where's it been all my life? And I'm like, wow. Now I understand mom, I understand the world. I'm like, you know, I start reading 80% of all people in, a, in the United States are on some sort of form of caffeine. I'm studying it and I'm like, I get this. You see the energy drinks and the performance that it can do. I'm like, I'm gonna be a drug salesman. I'm gonna go in there. We started branding it just like the lemonade stand. We ended up with this name called Supernova. That's another story. But um, we are going to come on the coffee scene pretty hard hmm. uh, first part of the year. And we have a guru named Dawn Pineau who made the first cup of coffee for Starbucks. She also launched other brands like Bulletproof Coffee. We are taking our coffee. We are adding butters and MCT oils. And um, first of all, our coffees. I, I said to Dawn, make a coffee that is just, it tastes good, French press, dripped, espresso. The blend is amazing. We call it Clean 15. So you start there, coffee energizes. But now if you put other stuff in it, um, you can perform better. Hmm. And if Interesting. I'm a, and you know, I'm a performance junkie. You know, I get the right amount of sleep so I can have the right amount of energy. But there's little secrets and little things that we're going to do at Supernova to make it unique because I just don't want to do a coffee shop. I want to mm-hmm. do a coffee concept and I want to do it my way. And, oh boy, um, isn't that amazing? I mean, who would take on coffee but you? And we, so we, so we're going to watch for it. It hasn't come out yet. Is that uh, right? It'll be online. Uh, oh. What it in the next month or so. But no coffee shops. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're doing a coffee shop You're at, doing a coffee at 1412 shop. Main Street, right on the corner. I think it's the best real estate in Dallas. Okay. And here's, I don't know if you ever read the book, The Alchemist by Paulo Kaleo. Mm-hmm. No. Well, the summary is, and I pass out hundreds of this book. It's my favorite book. If you want something bad enough, the world will conspire to give it to you. I just feel like I wanted that lemonade stand. I wanted the sandwich business. I wanted Courtney. You know, be careful what you ask for. I'm you asking for mm-hmm. a coffee concept, mm-hmm. but I'm jazzed about it. It actually energizes me. Everything that I do energizes me. This energizes me. And I'm just real thankful that um, be careful what you ask for because the world's going to give it to you. That's amazing. Jeff, I'm so excited that you came on the show. I truly may have you come back because uh, there's so many more things I had you know, I had a whole list of things I really wanted to ask him today, and here we are, and we're out of time. But the last thing I will ask you is this. If there's one thing, people out there who are starting a business, entrepreneurs, uh, maybe a little afraid of taking risks, whatever, what's a good, strong piece of advice that you would leave with someone that's starting out and wanting to make a mark? That's my keynote speech, make a mark and make it count. So if they want to make a mark and make it count in whatever it is that they're going to try, what would you say to them yeah, as it, a mentor? It, it's, it's real simple. You just have to get in that game. Just do it? Just get in, the, get in the game. Like get on the lacrosse field if you want to do it. Sign up. Start doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of talkers and there's a lot of doers. A lot of people are busy writing business plans. Okay. I've never <laughs> written a business plan in my life. Okay. While the people are writing business plans, I'm doing it. I'm opening businesses. Now I have a gift of natural entrepreneurship and I, you know, mechanically can go through it in my mind, but just get on the field. You know, if you're going to play Monopoly, you have to open the board to play. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like you have to get, whether it's the lacrosse field, you know, if you're going to get get married. I wish I would have married my wife sooner the day we met. You know, it's like now I would be married 17 years versus 13. Yeah. So we'd be celebrating our 20th in three years versus seven years from now. So, but uh, 
you just do it. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's a Nike thing, but you have to get in the game. And that's what I call it. That's the one, get in the game. Get in the game. I love that. That's what a great way to, to end the show. And for those of you who are watching, watch for Witch Witch wherever you are. If there's a city that has one, go in and you'll see all these concepts, which are just really different. And every time you go in, you'll probably see something else new that Jeff is, is about. So thank you, my friend. I appreciate you being such a big person that you are, well, taking the time for this show, because well, you really were talking about all the things doing it right. And we didn't talk about our Mickey Mouse sunglasses. We'll save that for another show. You know what? I do. Do we have time? We do. Okay. Yes. When we met and I was telling you about the show and to be on it and you, I don't know that I can even put them on. Yeah, they, they may be fit. All right. You told me a story. So in a short amount of time, tell me about this because it does have to have to do with doing you, it right. With doing it right. So when I was young, let's call it 10 Gert. years old. Yeah. Um, Kmart, my mom took us shopping and I wanted a pair of Mickey Mouse sunglasses that I saw. And mom said no. So what does young Jeff do? He takes them, he puts them in his pocket. And uh, what happened is I realized, now I became scared because on the way home, I'm looking out the back window because I think the police are gonna come get me. I run up to my room, I pull the blinds and I look out the window out of the little blinds. I'm like, the police are gonna come, I'm so scared. I wait for it to get dark. I go in the garage, get a shovel, and I dig it the biggest hole I can in the dark next to this apple tree. I bury the sunglasses, okay? And I'm like, Phew, that was a close one. It's the only thing I ever stole in my life. Um, and now, fast forward, let's call it 30 years. At the age of 40, I'm driving, we're opening a store in a, in a, I think it was like Ohio. And I said, pull over, there was a Kmart. And uh, I walk in there and I go to the customer service desk with a $100 bill. And I said, I don't know if you even know how to process this, but I'm here to pay for my sunglasses. They had to be like 99 cents back in the you know late 70s, early 80s. But I gave him a hundred dollar bill. I said, keep the change, it's interest. But I just, they're for my Mickey Mouse sunglasses that I didn't pay for, and now I'm here to pay my bill. And with that, I felt like, you know, I set the universe straight again because wow. you just don't steal in this in this life. Mm-hmm. And I did. And um, you know, it's something that I carried that guilt around with me. And now, you know, if you do something wrong, at least try to correct it, mm-hmm. you know, and be apologetic about it. I hope, you know, if anyone from Kmart is still listening, I don't think it's the reason why they went through bankruptcy or anything like that. But it's just, it's just, you gotta do the right thing. And the right thing for me was making that, 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 that payment years later to just mm. set, set the, the accounting right. Uh, that's just a pretty incredible story. I can imagine. Can you imagine the woman that was behind the counter and had this person, adult, come up and do that? Not, that's her business, what I she mean, did with the $100. Yeah, what she yeah. did with the $100. But here's the real point of it, I think. First of all, that you had a sensitivity in here because a lot of people don't. So that's number one. You had something going on inside that said, uh, 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 and it never left. That's another fairly interesting uh Phenomena, again, not everyone has that little nudge that stays there, and it did. So the word I'm leaving you with about you is integrity. So once again, thanks for just being who you are and real, and I wish you all the success continued in the world. And for those of you who uh, are our loyal listeners, you if you want to know more about this organization, where should they go? To the website or what? Oh, I mean, Besides the sandwich shop. Yeah, we've got Project PB&J, you know, some of our companies. We, uh, we 
we love to connect with our guests and yeah so that's a good one because the peanut butter and jelly sandwich story is is a real big deal when you have thousands of people that are getting fed and you're giving it away if you want to know more about that it might spark an idea actually for you to think of something to do that might be a little edgy and that's that's what you did so thanks for listening and until next time we'll have a terrific guest just like jeff and i guarantee you he'll be back stay authentic live your brand bye for now Thanks for listening. To receive Valerie's voice, free monthly leadership tips, and to learn more about her leadership programs and coaching, visit her website, ValerieAndCompany.com. Next week, we'll be here again to inspire, engage, and equip you with teachable points of view from successful leaders who have been doing it right. Until then, lead authentically.